Season 3, Episode 9, Mary, Joseph, and, and Larry. Larry! Like this episode? Um, no. I, there wasn't anything great about it, I don't think. I mean, I thought there were some decent parts, but overall, it was kind of a throwaway. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. I oh. quite like this episode. Okay, I love a good disagreement. It doesn't have the structure le- that I like, but you know what? I like it anyway. You can. You're allowed to like whatever you want to like. Um, so, so where do you want to start? So you're my the, first question is: the doctor looks down Larry's throat, and right. immediately he sees this hair. Can a doctor it, even see that? It, it's a little too easy. Like, shouldn't he have one of those like light pointer things, like see down? Uh, I, I don't know. Was, I don't know. He just takes the he takes the tongue depressor and sticks it in there. He's like, "Yep, I see it. It's wrapped around." No way. No way. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, it's not an accurate portrayal of, of a medical scene, I'm, I'm guessing. So then we, we have this kind of fun running theme through the episode about tipping, which comes back several times during uh, Curb. Tipping so is good. Larry tips his housekeeper what appears to be $500 for Christmas. Those were hundros? Those were hundros. I don't know why I said hundros. Um, I, I was going to say either hundos or hundreds, and I just combined them. Um Maybe hundros will catch on, though. Those I thought those were 20s. No, no, they were hundros. He's not tipping her $500. That's a month's salary. Every for. single time they have money in this episode, they're hundros. Really? Absolutely Are you sure hundros. they're not tens? You don't tip, like, waiters at a club $100. They're not tenors. They're not twenters. They're hundros the whole up. time. Okay, so 500 hundros is a great tip, then. It's a serious tip for your housekeeper. And who is this Dora? We've never met her before. She's never been there before. She's prominent in this episode, and she shows up in the next one also. Yeah, and she just answers the phone and cleans the clock. Do housekeepers normally answer phones in a house, though? That seems kind of weird. I don't think so. Why would they? Why would she even answer the phone? If I had a housekeeper, I would tell them not to answer the phone. That's I wouldn't even think I'd for. have to tell them. I think they just wouldn't answer it. It's a very odd situation. It is. Okay, so he tips her five hundos. Great mm-hmm. tip. And then he tips the gardener. Somewhere, I, I don't remember exactly how many he tips him. But there's an argument about that later. Uh, I like yeah. Larry's line that we don't need the usted. I think this is the second time that Larry's bring up, brought up the formal usted. But when's the first time? I don't remember. No, this is when it was. It, it was part of the Curb special. What, he's doing stand-up on the Curb special? Yes. And that's his main line. of He has this whole like, five-minute thing about jokes with the audience. Like I think I'm going to refer to you in the formal... Two. Like, I'm That's not going to use with you guys. Exactly. So he's copying, he's taking material from that. It's a good call. Uh, but even before that, though, I like his conversation with the gardener where they just, he, Larry keeps saying, good gardening, good gardening. And yes, gardening good, gardening good. And they just go back and forth just saying good gardening. Variations of that for about a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, but that is, that is where the formula said this joke is from. So uh, Larry has a line later when he's in Jeff's office talking about covering up for the story that Jeff makes up that uh, there's nothing worse than Jews with trees, uh, which I just really liked. It's kind of a throwaway line, but I like it. I missed that line. What what does it refer to? Uh, He's talking to Jeff about Cheryl wanting to get a Christmas tree. Oh. And Larry just says, there's nothing worse than Jews with trees. Okay. God. No, I did hear that. For some reason, when you first said it, I thought he meant like Jews like going out and lumberjacking down trees or something. I, I think that's part of it. Uh, okay, fine. You yeah, don't see a Jew with an axe. Jews, no Jew, Jews, no axes, no trees. Larry's rules. And so this whole convoluted story that Larry sleeps over and makes these calls. Yeah, God, it's a terrible story. <laughs> God, you, Jeff could think of something 
better than that. Couldn't it's, he? A, it's awful, awful story. And the way they present it when when Susie shows up, Larry just stands up and starts saying, like, "Hey, don't I owe you money for the?" Yeah. Why are they bringing it up? It's like, the most make Susie when you're in a lie. Like, don't like bring up the lie to remind people. Like, make Susie question you, and then be like, "Oh yeah, I did this." It did make me remember how expensive long distance calling was. Was it really long distance calling though? I don't even know. Yeah, like I assume the call was to LA. Doesn't he have unlimited nights and weekends? Uh, maybe not back then. Plus, it's not a cell phone. I, that's only a cell thing, I think. I don't know. All right, so yeah, that that was just stupid. That was just Larry and Jeff. More Jeff, but Larry also actually it was both of them just being stupid. Like they're idiots. Definitely. So one thing I like throughout this episode is that Larry is wearing this, like, holiday Christmas scarf yep. all episode, which is almost like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge-ish. Interesting. Had not put that together. It's a long scarf. It's, it's just really out of place. It's a very never long wears. scarf. He doesn't wrap it at all. That's why it's so long. He doesn't wear anything like that ever. No. Interesting. Hadn't thought about that. But and who wears a scarf in, you know, in California? I, I, yeah, how old Santa Monica? Billy could it have been? Um, well, they're in L.A. Santa Monica, oh, maybe. Right. They don't live in Santa Barbara. Uh, yeah. How cold could it have been? No, you're right. So so then Larry and Jeff are at the club doing their tips. Mm-hmm. Watching Jeff, like, there's the whole montage. Watching Jeff tip the people is hilarious. He, like, sneaks up behind them. <laughs> he scares them every time. He's got this big, goofy grin on his face. He, like, taps him on the shoulder. The waiter, like, jumps around, like, turns around, and Jeff is, like, holding this money with a big, like, goofy Jeff face. It's, it, th- that part's great. The whole tipping montage is fantastic. Tipping both, montage. Both Jeff great. and Larry are awkward. No, they're, they're both, they're both super Larry's awkward. Larry's like, I, I just like Jeff's tips better. Stuffing cash into people's vests. Yeah, they're putting them into their vests, into, like, their pockets, onto their trays. Yeah, there's not, like, a smooth exchange. And they're doing it while, like, the waiter's, serving a table the waiter's like taking the order of a table sitting down at the club and larry comes up and like shoves some money down his vest like doesn't even wait till they're alone also is it is it customary to go and tip your wait staff at a golf club yeah i i don't know anything about golf club etiquette one you'd think they'd have like a communal tip jar where you give and then they split it up you know like yeah. would that make a lot more sense well don't you don't you tip your caddy isn't that like I, yeah and two i don't know if you'd even tip like the waiters at a golf club that's you, I mean, you tip them every time you eat a meal. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. What's the name of the guy that, that cleans the clubs from season four? Sven? Sven. It's not It's not Norwegian. Yeah, it's Swedish. Yeah. Um, wouldn't you tip Sven over the entire wait staff? Actually, I think it's the opposite. I think it is Norwegian, not Swedish. Oh, right. I <laughs> <laughs> think we got that one wrong. <laughs> but so we come to the end of this scene, and we have the first stare down. The first stare down. Of oh, many. Oh. In That's the episode. best part of this episode, is it really starts the stare down, the music. Yes. And you get to see the evolution of the stare down, right? There's no, yeah, okay, okay. And, this, and this one's not even that long. He doesn't tilt his head really. like He really gets into it when he starts tilting his head. But they get the music. They get the music, and they get a stare down. Yep. yep. And Larry lets the waiter have... I do like his line about waiters like, would you like your first tip back? Says, no. I would, however, like my second tip back. My second tip. So then we come back to the household, um, and Larry walks in on Cheryl's parents decorating the tree. Jews uh, with trees. Which looks like it would be a very difficult task to do without a ladder. 
Yeah, because it's like 20 feet tall, literally. So they're just putting the last, how conveniently they're just putting the last two balls on the tree. That's, I mean, great timing that when Larry walks in. And Larry has this great line when Cheryl's dad asks her what he's going to get Cheryl for Christmas, uh, that he's going to give her his grandfather's talus. A a talus? What's a talus? I've never heard of that. It's like a scarf. Oh, it's like a scarf. Oh, that'll be nice. Is is that all Larry's getting her? (laughs) I have no idea. Yes, that he says yes. Oh, that's Cheryl, what he says. Cheryl's mom's like, "Oh, is that all you're getting her?" Yes. And he goes, "Yeah, that's it." Her, his grandfather's talus. That'll look great next to the tree. It would. And Larry's excuse for for hawking things up in this episode is that he has a grape stem. Grape stem. I don't think that was the worst excuse. Like he had, he had to say something. Not the worst excuse, but a really good delivery. Yeah. Grape stem. Grape stem. So we get to the next scene. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm going to skip the whole scene where they're making cookies in the kitchen because it's the throwaway. But uh, then there's the lunch with uh, Dora, the housekeeper. Exactly. Which is a great scene. You can't I say it's not Larry. a good scene. What? What's more awkward than having lunch with your housekeeper at a golf it's, club? It's super awkward. Dora's <laughs> not eating anything. She doesn't eat her food. And like to make conversation, Larry just lists the stuff she's good at at her job. You're a good folder... The arms get flipped over like a little penguin. Yep. She's not remember, so good at sponge replacement. Do you remember the other two things she's good at? Uh, the toilet paper and He's never soy looking milk. at cardboard and soy milk. She's so, good at replacing soy milk, toilet paper, and good at folding. And I love the move that the, uh, the waiter comes over, who he dissed earlier in the episode, and just grabs Larry's plate yep. before he's done. Exactly, yep. And then they speak in Spanish. About Christmas, apparently. And then we have another stare down. We have no stare down, and then Jeff and the Greens show up, and Larry and Jeff are so happy because this backs up the story, and they think this is the best thing that could have ever happened to them. <laughs> now, why Susie would, like, talk to Dora, who she never met before, and been like, I don't know why Cheryl doesn't like you. Like, that's not her place at all. Not at all. No, no, it's very strange. Like, that, that, that's, like, that shouldn't have really happened. I mean, that's not how you make conversation with someone you've never met before. And is the golf club, like, a nice place to bring people? Is yeah, it a gathering I mean, point for the community? No, undoubtedly. That's how, like, country clubs work for All the right. members. Like, you hang out there and meet people there. That, okay. that I believe. I'm just going to say the chairs look really uncomfortable at that golf club. Didn't look at the chairs. They look very, very cheap. Very cheap yeah. chairs. They're not. Well, they they move on. I mean, they go to... They're members of two or three different golf clubs throughout the, the, season, the series. Maybe they upgrade their chairs. Okay. You, you should tell them. So then we come home and... Uh, Larry is sitting upstairs reading while Cheryl's family is singing the most Jesus-heavy Christmas <laughs> songs I've ever heard. It's all Jesus. Non-stop. It was Jesus' birthday. It was non-stop Jesus. Non-stop Jesus songs. Um, I don't know much about caroling. Maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know anything about caroling. But I didn't think all Christmas songs were that Jesus-heavy. I would think some are probably a little lighter, but who knows? If, if there are some, Cheryl's family is not the one to do it. Yeah. And those Christmas cookies that Larry eats, they look terrible. They, they're so thin. They do look terrible. They're thin and crumbly. Yeah, Christmas cookies these are not good. cookies. I mean, Cheryl, Cheryl is not a great baker. I mean, what, what has she made so far? She made the Benadryl brownies, which apparently were awful. Well, she, she, she made wanted to put the Benadryl, just put the Benadryl on top of the brownie. <laughs> if you remember. She didn't want to make the it. line? Do you know anything about tampering? Don't you know anything about tampering? <laughs> Uh, yeah, those cookies look bad. Um, so then the next morning, uh, he gets screened up by Cheryl's whole family. Mm-hmm. 
I, I like the scene. One, I thought Cheryl's acting was actually really good in it. Mm-hmm. I thought she delivered her lines very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Harry's defenses, I thought it was a monkey. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was part of the zoo scene. <laughs> and then Cheryl's screen said, why do we have a zoo on Christmas? But the best part is actually like the improv reactions by Cheryl's like parents and sister during this fight. Because uh-huh. they're obviously just making up lines. Like everything Larry says, they're all like, that's our Lord and Savior. You killed Jesus. Like Christmas is dead. Like it's... So good. Do they really care that much about these Christmas cookies? That's like, that's why her family's so great. I love the way they make fun of Christians on this show. Like, yes, to these people, like, these Christmas cookies, it's like life or death, these Christmas cookies. Like, they can't go on. Did it really ruin Christmas? He ate baby Jesus. He, Larry just killed Jesus. Okay, first of all, don't when you go to church every single week, you eat the wafer, which is actually the body of Christ. Right. So, I guess you're supposed to eat, well, right. I guess you eat. Every week you eat Jesus. Jesus. But this is a, I don't know. I don't know which parts of Jesus you eat and which you don't. Okay. I'm, I'm treading on thin ice here. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking We're about. We're very out of our element. Yeah, we'll have to bring a Christian consultant on the show next time Cheryl's parents are on. Maybe. Um, so, okay. So Larry drives around, finds a major scene. We get to meet Joseph, who's a I nice guy. I don't know why. I really liked the actor and this character. Do you know who I the actor the is? I the way he talked. No, I don't know who the actor the is. The actor is uh, David Cookner, who's a champ kind from Anchorman. No, that's not him. It is. Really? Yeah, I, I, I was sure of it when I saw it, and then I double-checked it. So he's t- Todd Packer from The Office. That, too. God. I did not get that. Wow. So and he's, he's a comedian. Like he, he's... Yeah, no, I get it. I, I just like the way he delivers his lines. I and I like the way he words his lines, too. I like that character for some reason. He's just incredibly honest and very truthful. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I was just drawn to appreciating the way he talked. <laughs> I love his line about what they do during the year when it's not Christmas. I'm guessing you're going to pin it on the 4th of July one, right? The, the hobo revolutionaries. Hobo revolution. We do hobo revolutionaries on 4th of July, yes. And then an equinox celebration in, <laughs> in November. September. Of September. Uh, yeah, that, that was... Yeah, that that was good. I, I did like all the Joseph scenes. And I like how Larry gets really chummy with Joe. Very quickly. Joey. Calling him Joe by the end. Hey, Joe. Joe. Joseph Joey. likes the peppers. He's got the tongue for the peppers. And so this ending doesn't have all the, you know, the fantastic structure that I like. But I don't know. I just like the concept of Larry getting a fight I mean, in the manger. The other thing is, yeah, no, it's it's a good ending. I mean, it ties it together. Like, he gets the hair out. Cheryl's parents show up. Mm-hmm. Not every... If every single episode, like, worked in that perfect curb orchestra at the end, like, it it'd get boring. too simple. Like, you can't just follow... Yeah, exactly. Like, so I... I the ending's good. Like, Larry in the fight. It's funny that, like, Larry and Joseph are, like, in a fight. And then as soon as, like, he feels the hair come in, he's like, stop, stop, stop. Like, hold on. Give me one sec. Like, when you're in a fight, you can't just, like, pause for a second. Like... But, but but then Joseph stops for no reason, and then Larry calls it off, and the she- Cheryl's what are her parents' last name? What's her family name? Hines. I don't I don't know what her maiden name is. I don't know what it is either. I'm sure they say. I'm sure they do. Maybe they don't actually. Right. Cheryl's family's there, disapproving of Larry. End scene. You know what I think it is that my favorite episodes end with a sudden shift in opinion. In that everything in this episode is coming up Larry at the end. Larry's doing everything right. And then at the drop of a hat, everything goes to shit. Yeah. 
It's very easy like how it turns. Okay. And it works well on this one. Okie doke.